Hey, hey, Michigan Maniacs. This is the Michigan Football Rant, and I am your host, Adam Brewer. Before we get into this episode, I just want to go over a little housekeeping. All right, guys? Um, Right now, you'll find me on Instagram and uh, Facebook. I'm also going to be way more active now on YouTube. I've been hinting at some things, and I'm finally narrowed it down to what I want to do. So I want to break it down to you right now. Uh, On YouTube... I will be downloading all reaction episodes from here on out. You guys seem to be loving every reaction episode I put out and every quick hitter episode I put out are off the charts, both of them. So I will start with reaction episodes and I will probably start putting quick hitters on there as well. Um, Fantastic. The response you guys have been giving me lately is off the charts. I just want you guys to know. I really, really appreciate your support. So with that, go to um, uh, YouTube and like and subscribe. And also go to Spotify and leave a star review. Uh, Hopefully it's a five-star review. Follow there as well. And hit me up on the DM and I will send you new stickers. And I have wrist bracelets. The ones that old Lance Armstrong used to have. But they are blue with the Michigan Maniac uh, on it. And let's face it, this is the football rant, but we are all Michigan Maniacs. I will do that for free. You just got to hit me up, let me know where I need to send them, and I will do it for just simply thanking you for supporting me. Also, if you go to um, Spotify in the bio, you can hit uh, the voicemail voicemail Mondays is going to be a thing. Please leave your voicemail and I will create a whole episode around whatever voicemails I get. If I don't get any voicemails, it'll continue just to be ask me anything. Either way, I'm hoping that you guys get involved. I want to be more uh, retro. I want to be more active with you guys. Okay. Also, you go to the bio in Spotify And you can support this podcast for a mere $4.99 a month. I think there's three options, $0.99, $4.99, and $9.99. Either one, I really don't care either one you want. You go ahead and support this podcast, and it will allow me to buy shirts, hats, and all the other stickers and uh, bracelets that I can pay for. That's all I want to do is just give back to the Maniac Society that has been so good to me. So I appreciate you guys. Go through all this. If you can, let me know, and I will give back to you as much as I possibly can. Thank you so much for being the greatest audience ever. I mean, you guys have been fantastic. Um, To me, you always be the silent majority. There's a few of you I hear from constantly, but the numbers have just been increasing, and it is fantastic. It is getting to the point... Um, it's getting to the point where we are almost pre-COVID numbers, and that's exciting. And I have only you to thank. So thank you very much, guys. Once again, go to YouTube, go to Spotify, like and subscribe on both, leave a review on both, hit me up on the DMs, and I will send you new stickers and new rubber bracelets. You go and support me on the bio in Spotify. Pick any one of the three that is off that is offered, and I will also send you a hat 
once the the new hats come out i want you to pick which one and i will send them out i just want to make you guys happy that's all i want to do so i hope we can just crush it and i hope you love this week's episode when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Michigan Maniacs, this is the Michigan Football Rant, and I am your host, Adam Brewer. This is the big game pregame, UNLV. All right, guys, so um, before we get into this, I just want to let you guys know, um, I know there has been a lot of hemming and hawing on my end, basically, on doing uh, YouTube again, only because I don't necessarily have the accommodations that I used to when I lived in Phoenix. I live out here in Austin now. So I've been trying to figure out how to find a spot to do this stuff. Well, then I found, I figured if people on on TikTok can do this stuff, I can do it. So I found something that I can actually do it and I can be in a smaller space and uh, to where I feel like the quality will be okay. Okay, so from here on out, um, starting this week on the reaction episode, depending if my equipment gets here, I will be also now going back on YouTube. Um, I might even do TikTok. I don't even know. Uh, this, this is all up in the air. This season, uh, balls to the wall. We're trying to do everything we can. Um, okay, so with that, let's get into this episode. Uh few random thoughts before um, I get into the kind of semi-breakdown of what UNLV is. Um, I, I really, guys, we need to just find happiness where we're at right now, okay? This is the, was just the first week. And I, I'm seeing too many people melt down and are too concerned about how, how not good they thought the offensive line was. Or has Corum lost a step? May I remind you, even Ohio State, in their good years, right? And I think they're on the downside. I always like to say that, but anyways. Like, even Ohio State starts off super slow, but then they end up in the Big Ten title game or into the national title game. Remember, before we were good. They even start off slow. I mean, it's just the way it goes. We played a team better than Portland State, which Oregon played. Personally, do we really want to watch Michigan beat a team 81 to 7 or 81 to 3 or 81 to nothing, whatever the fucking score was? Do we really want to do that? I mean, you learn nothing by watching that. Nothing. At least Michigan gets um a non-threatening, semi-decent team to expose some flaws. So now they have something to actually work on. Playing Portland State and beating them a million to nothing doesn't help you work on anything. It doesn't help you learn anything. It doesn't do anything other than stroke your ego. So 
I'd much rather have a 30-3 to win against East Carolina that exposes some things that we need to work on than run the score up on some poor shoeless team like Portland State, those hippies over there, and learn nothing. Okay? I mean, obviously ECU watched the TCU game and did everything that they did. And I told you that ECU was going to try and stop the run, and that's all they were going to focus on. If you remember listening to my my show, I think uh, the the big game pregame more likely is where I said it, I believe. I need to write down this stuff so I understand, so I remember. Um, but I, I told you, they were 100. They would only, what are they? Uh, I have some notes here. They only allowed 118 yards a game last season. For ECU, not bad. I think they were in the top 50 in defenses for stopping the run. And all they did was watch exactly what TCU did, and they did it. So my question would be, if Michigan if, if Michigan now knows, okay, that TCU found a way to stop them, now ECU has done it. The question to to them would be, what are you doing now to make sure when you see those fronts that we can actually run the ball, right? Because if TCU did it, ECU did it, then who else is going to continue to do it? And I mean, are we going to see Penn State try to do it? Are we going to see Ohio straight try to do it? <laughs> Jim Knowles, what a loser. Are we going to see even the pathetic Jim Knowles try to do that? Who knows? But we should have an answer to that. We should have we should have a counter to that, you know. And the great part of what we saw against ECU makes me feel way better about having a kind of counter to that. If they're just going to do that and throw as many people at the line as they can, JJ can now throw the ball. He's more he's more accurate. He's more in it now. So we should be feeling really good about this last week. And also, uh, let's address the injury problem. Is Corum slower than what he used to be? Maybe. But even so, he still ripped off, what, a 30-yarder or a 50-yarder and, like, another 10 or 12-yarder. He's still fast. All right, he may not be game breaker speed, but if we get down to the two, well, I don't know. Our goal, our goal on offense looked pretty bad, but still, he's. I think his first full on contact since the Ohio State game was last week. I mean, give the guy uh, some time. They're not going to start pounding on him in, in practice. So this is legitimately his first time dealing with live action. <laughs> so let's cut him a break. I mean, let's let's just relax. I mean, look at J.J. last year. J.J. got hurt the year before, and it took him what's looked like all season, even though he produced amazingly, still – He's just telling you now that he feels 100% and great. Now, granted, that's on his throwing shoulder, but still, I mean, Corum's knee is just as important to uh, Corum's craft as what J.J.'s throwing, like his shoulder, is to his craft. So it's going to take some time. But if he's still able to put together 30- to 40-yard runs, 
I'm a-okay with it. And I think if he rushes 75 yards every game for, what, the last 12 games, I think he can get close to 1,000 yards. So he can still get both 1,000-yard rushers. I mean, let's just take a step back and relax. I mean, seriously. And, I mean, I can equate this to one thing, just so you guys know. right? I don't know if this will make you feel better, but it makes me feel better. Now, for a while, I had been doing comedy pretty, uh, like, every weekend and, well, pretty much every week, about three, four times a week, all that kind of stuff. And I started to get really good at it and I started to get noticed for it, just locally, nothing nationally or anything like that. Um, But I had to take some time off to be with my son and I chose, ultimately, I wanted to be a father instead of a comedian, so I decided to raise my son and be with him and just, you know, really just focus on being a father. But then I would come back every once in a while and do some comedy. So I'd start doing some stand-up, doing some, like, open mics. And then I'd do a few open mics and I'd get put on a show. And that that weekend show, you know, I'd be opening for, like, say, David Tell or something. So the first show, after the open mics, which the open mics I would say would be practice for, for a football player. Then the show, first show, I didn't look good. You know, I mean, I was still knocking off some rust. I My timing was a little bit off. I mean, words that I normally would hit right, I, I was a little off on them. I, I was a little stuttery. I, I just, I would forget something. Even though it was still a good performance and I felt good about it, I knew I still didn't live up to my potential. So then I looked at it, listened to it, and then I would, you know, adjust it. Next night, it'd be better. And then by, well, usually it's just a thir- Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So usually by the Saturday show, I'm hitting again. I'm on full, just boom, boom. And I, I mean, the timing's back. I mean, I'm hitting the words the way I want it. I'm, I'm ad-libbing at this point. So I'm just saying, give them some time. This team took off a a while they're now back at full speed trying to adjust to new moving parts new teammates new everything give them a couple weeks now yes if this if this is still crappy by say Rutgers or God forbid when we play Minnesota then yeah we have every right to be like what the f is happening here right because we're not going to win a national title playing like we did against ECU. We're just not. If you can shut down our run that easily and you turn us into a one-dimensional team, a team like Georgia, a team like Alabama, a team like, uh, not Ohio because they can't stop, they can't stop the pass, but uh, a team like uh, who USC maybe. Well, now USC has no defense. What are we talking about? But you know, like an SEC team or something like that, when we play a good team like that, they're going to be able to stop the run and handle the pass. So we need to be able to do that. And if they make us one-dimensional, then we're screwed. So thank God we don't play the national title after one week, right? And let's face it, I'd much rather be in the position we are now than than what Ohio is right now. I mean, Ohio trot. think about this. Ohio trotted out both, both of their quarterbacks, and they looked like shit. You have a first-round top. 10 pick as your number one wide receiver and he got two two catches for 18 yards now i know i made the meme uh, i said marvin harris well i get a little drunk you know making some of the memes because that's when i think i'm funny 
and I didn't, I normally am very, very, very anal about, um, spelling. So I, I screwed up twice this week. It's pretty funny, but, um, uh, so I switched, I changed it up. So if you guys see it, that's why I'm not an idiot. I know I, I did Marvin Harris Jr. If you'll see the post before I fixed it or the post after I fixed it, but just think about that. You have both of your starting quarterbacks, and they come in and they can't do shit against Indiana. I'd way much. I I, I prefer, well, I'll always prefer to be a Michigan Wolverine over an Ohio State Buckeye. But still, I'd much rather be in our position. And I told you guys in the the um, reaction episode. I, I really do. I think Ohio looks a lot like Michigan did in 2019, 2021-ish, but with not as good parts. I just, I don't, I'll be, now listen, would I be shocked if they turn it all around and this Kyle McCord dude is lighting it up halfway through the season? Not really, because Ohio usually starts off slow and then just continues to build steam. And then, you know, they look, like game breakers, like just world beaters by the end of the season. So no, it wouldn't shock me. I just don't think it's going to happen this time. So yes, we are in a much better position, right? So let's get into this week's game. Um, you know, <laughs> UNLV, I, I really do think that we have a chance to pound, and I mean beat the living you know what out of UNLV this week. And more than likely, it's going to be by the air. I mean, I think they're going to sell out once again to stop the run. Um, the, all they do is run. They've got like a tiny little wide, a, a tiny wide receiver that plays quarterback, you know. And they, I don't know if they do triple option or any of that stuff, but it's a lot like that. It's a lot of read option type shit. Um, I don't know. I didn't watch much of what they had to do against Bryant. I mean, they put up 409 yards a, a total against Bryant offensively. And you're going to say, oh, that's not bad. Not really. But their defense also gave up 409 yards to Bryant. I was shocked. So if their defense is giving up 409 total yards to Bryant – J.J. McCarthy should be able to beat the single-game passing record this week by just right off the bat. He should have 500 yards passing. He should have three or four touchdowns. It should be that easy because if Bryant, last time I checked, that's a last name, not a college, but if Bryant can put up 409, then J.J. himself with this great trio of wide receivers and then also the tight ends should be able to put up 500 passing yards. I yeah, I think you will have at least one 100-yard rusher. I really do. I just don't think UNLV's defense is very good. Um, I mean, like I said, they gave up 409 yards to Bryant. Uh, I think what's going to happen this week is what I'd like to see or what needs to happen is that the 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 rush ends and the linebackers really need to be good with their eye discipline and because if that's one thing that option type speed option or you know a lot of running misdirection does can screw up is if you're not 
good with your eye discipline. If you're looking one way and paying attention to one thing and the other guy gets past you or you aren't paying attention to your guy and they taught and they, you know, they option the ball out to him. I mean, it's just it's that's why I always hate playing the uh like the service academies like Navy, Army, Air Force. You don't really see that form of football being played anymore. So modern day football linebackers and rush ends aren't really ready for it. So I definitely don't want the replay of going to what triple overtime with army, <laughs> but still, I don't think that's going to be a problem. I think Michigan's going to roll. I mean, I would love to see more from our rush ends this week. Now, granted ECU's both their quarterbacks averaged the release ball time. I think it was on their passes of about 2.5 seconds. I believe it was 2.5. They weren't both exactly the same. It was like 2.5 and then like 2.9 or something like that. But still fairly quick. Now, like I've always said, D-tackles are the speed rush's best friend when it comes to a pass rush. And we saw that kind of a little bit with, with Kenneth Grant, right? Kenneth Grant busted up a few plays. Actually, he was the main cause for Mikey Samuelschild getting his first interception of the season. And if they're going to have that kind of fast release time, you got to get that defensive tackle to get in there, get in his face, maybe delay the pass, you know, or get a hand up, block it, or cause an interception. All that's all very good, but that's all something that a great defensive tackles do, and I'm I'm very excited about that. I just want to see more from our, our rush ends. I'm very – if we can just solidify something with them, if they can just get a few moves that they are really good at and they just know that it works every time, that is really, to me, I think the one thing that will separate this defense and set it apart from all other defenses that we've had. Because I really do think that this backfield is really good. I mean, that that Josh Wallace, he, now granted, it was against ECU, but still, even ECU's own uh, beat writers were talking about the speed of ECU's wide receivers. And Josh Wallace did a great job. So, I mean, obviously he's going to, you know, have to continue to do that and get better when we play Big Ten players. I mean, Big Ten teams because they're going to be vastly better athletes. But still, I really do believe with like uh, Sab and Zeke Barry, all these cats really coming up and playing some good quality minutes while our other guys are sitting because of injury. I really think that's going to make this defense – so much better, but we just need to get a little bit more from the from our our rush ends. And we've got four really good ones. They really just need to show it now. So I'm very curious to see what they do this week against a primarily running team. I think they can really create some havoc, and that could lead to some interceptions, um, especially if the quarterback uh, not interceptions sacks. My fault. Especially if the if the quarterback runs a lot, because if you can bust and get that kind of push in the middle force him around the end boom you got him um a lot of tackles for loss this week i hope things like that uh i i just i don't see unlv really holding a candle to us so i i'm not going to break it down anymore i i don't i didn't see anything that stood out to me as like oh maybe i should mention this on the show no you see unlv just stinks i mean they're just i don't know just not good so we'll beat them. I think it's going to be fairly easy. 
Um, I think you'll probably see us pull our guys in the fourth quarter again. The one thing I do worry about, and I don't know if I'm actually worried about it, it's just I don't like how the total of the second team played together. Not a real big fan of that. Actually look kind of crappy. And then our field goal kicker, I didn't address this, or did I address this on the reaction episode? Probably not. But that uh, that Turner kid, he's got a little bit of Quinn Nordine in him, if you know what I mean. Boy, when he misses a when he misses a kick, he's going to miss a kick. Like he leaves no doubt that there's going to be a missed kick. I mean, there's no like, oh, this is going to be a nail biter because as soon as it leaves his foot, you know it's either going to be good or it's going to be way bad. So I don't know how I feel about him yet either. Uh, overall, though, I'm, I'm very happy about what's going on. I think Michigan's going to kick their ass. I mean, I want to say 42 to 3 <laughs> just because I don't think I have a lot of faith right now in how the second the second team is going to come out and play. So I think Michigan gets about 40. I, I think we'll get 42 points just in the three quarters with our starters, and then our backups won't do shit this week at all, which makes me a little nervous overall going into the season. But still, only week two. So it's like, you know, threat level midnight. It's like two. You know what I mean? I'm not really worried about it. Um, so I think Michigan wins 42 to three. I'm going to say the stars of the game. My stars of the game are going to be Kenneth Grant because I just am in love with what he did this last game. Um, him and Mason Graham together are going to be amazing. Then you throw in Chris Jenkins and just I. I can't wait. I just I love watching the defensive line. It is just brings me so much joy. Uh, Kenneth Grant. I'm going to say Quorum this week. I'm going to say he's going to be the one that gets the hundred yards. Um, and then I think JJ. I think literally, if Brian can put up 409 yards, we should be able to put up 600. Literally, we we are the number two team in the nation. We should put up 600 total yards against. UNLV. So, um, JJ, once again, going to be a player of the game. Uh, so, guys, once again, thank you. Uh, seriously, to all the new listeners, to all the new people I've talked to on Twitter or X, whatever it's called now, all the people on the uh, fan page, thank you so much. I am enjoying every second talking to you guys. Please, I really do believe I have the best memes in the business. So, please support it. Uh, you know, share them, send them out to everyone you know, any Michigan fan or any Ohio State fan or any Michigan State fan. Wait, <laughs> what am I talking about? Michigan State fans still have like StarTac phones. They still, you know, like yell at the window. They're yet they're arguing with shadows in their room about how great Michigan State is. So please don't share it with them. Uh, I don't know if they'd understand it to begin with. But, you know, share it with the other fans. You know, Ohio State fans are, we may not like them that much, but they're on it. You know, they get it. They're trolls just like we are. So they get it. They get it. All right. So it's a lot of fun. Um, but Michigan State, I mean, they're, they're, they wear they wear like Velcro shoes. You can't share funny memes with people who wear Velcro, Velcro shoes on purpose. All right. It's just, it's not fair to them. It, it just short circuits their, their pea little size brains. So don't share with them. But share with all your other friends. If you have other Big Ten fans, and I'm sure when we start, you know, I'll start uh, branching out and making, fan of, uh, making fun of other teams. But thank you. Just thank you so much for all the support. I really do appreciate it. 
I my goal this year is I want to get over a thousand. Um, I want to get over a thousand uh, downloads for every episode, but mainly the reaction episodes. I, I that is just my goal, and I know you guys can get me there. I want to do as best as I can, so that's why I'm putting money back into the show finally, and I'm getting some stuff, so look for me on YouTube, starting with the reaction episode, if I do get all the stuff, and it should be here by Thursday, so I should have no excuse, um, but yeah, just thank you guys, and let's get ready for another great game, I mean, you know, <laughs> it's going to be fun to watch, and always and forever, guys, remember this, go blue.